This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Rams Talk Podcast. The home of Derby County Football. Russell's got a bit of space. Russell left with a shot. Oh! What a strike! What a strike by Johnny Russell! Keogh again. Oh, and a chance for Maria once more. He's done it! Dribbles on. Finds some space. Goes into the box. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk episode 39. We're finally here. We're 25 minutes late. I'm not going to name any names, but Jamie Page might be the one that's at fault for that. So we've got two regulars on today. and We've got the brilliant Rob Gregory from Fan Hub, who's also with us. So I'll start off with the regular lads. Uh, Callum Bucock, how are you, mate? I'm all good, thank you. All good and all better after that win today. Yes, me too, me too. Jamie Page, how are you, pal? How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for being patient with me. Uh, we were due live at 7 o'clock. It's now 7.25. So um, I just said off, offline, um, I don't need to apologise to you two, but to Rob, I am sorry. We're not normally like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a pretty shambolic 25 minutes trying to get Jamie to actually be able to connect. So, yeah, it's been all fun and games. And last but certainly not least, Rob Gregory. You've been on before, actually, quite a while ago now. Thank you very much for coming on. How are you? Oh, good. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, good. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, and, yeah, interesting watching the technical issues. It makes a change from me at work. Normally, that's kind of my bag. But, yeah, good to get going. Let's crack on. <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff. Right, let's get straight into it. And Callum, first thing to talk about is our unbeaten run, obviously, because it's ridiculous. It's our our longest unbeaten run since 1996. 
We went 20 games unbeaten. Rob was just telling us about it because me and Jamie were not born when we did that. Um, so thank you very much for the uh, the history lesson there, Rob. And we're, yeah, we went 20 games unbeaten, ended up going up. Um, and yeah, 16 games unbeaten at the minute. Callum, I mean, we say it every week. How impressive is this Derby team at the minute? Well, he's instilled a winning uh, mentality, isn't he? And, and not only a winning mentality just to get maybe one or two games and, and we because that's normally the way we go. We normally win one or two games back to back and then we normally get a, a really shambolic performance and a loss and we're all wondering, well, that was short-lived. But he's it just keeps on going. And the biggest thing is it's the clean sheets. It's the defensive mentality. Yes, we're putting in um, and especially in the last couple of games, a few goals together. But it, the, the clean sheet record's the one that I'm so impressed with. And the, the back four, the makeshift back four, and the obviously performances of Wildsmith have been obviously um, impeccable with that. Um, obviously, it, it was interesting to see whether that was going to maintain um, with Rooney coming in. Uh, it wasn't so much of a, a big change, um, but it's still a personnel change of a back four, and it still was solid. And I thought Rooney well equipped himself, and I thought he had a really, really good game. To be fair to him, so no, it's great, and uh, hopefully we can make it seventeen and get to that twenty mark that uh, I think everyone keeps uh, looking at. <laughs> yeah, I think we got to twenty-two in the end by going unbeaten for the next two games of the next season. But yeah, twenty is the record in in one season, so that's that's the target at the minute. And Rob. It's interesting what what Callum says there. You know, we've changed personnel today. Um, we obviously brought Rooney in. He's probably not a right back by trade. You know, he's played centre half. He's played in the middle for us. Uh, how important is Paul Warren's role in getting these players to perform in positions that they're not necessarily a hundred percent comfortable in? I think he surprised himself. To be fair, I think. Um... Tom just touched on it in terms of a makeshift back four. I think we've all been amazingly surprised at what they've managed to do. I think if you look at Joe Wildsmith to start with, we all kind of were not sceptical, but I don't think many of us knew much about him. He's not had many minutes and he's coming. He's been unbelievable this season. Um, and then obviously the guys that have stepped into that back four, you wouldn't change it. And I think that's credit to them because you wouldn't have ever picked them in, in those positions. With regards to Paul Warren, I think, He's doing exactly what it says on the tin. He's done exactly what he did at Rotherham. And that's kind of real credit to him because to come in and instill that within a few weeks, is I, I was certainly not critical of Warren, but I didn't like Rossini going. I thought he'd been loyal to us and I kind of could see what he was trying to do. So that change was not came out of the blue, but I think it's taken me a while to warm to him. But certainly he, he's doing the business. No one could fault him. And he's instilling, like you say, that winning mentality. So... Long may it continue. Long may it continue. Exactly that. And and Jamie, I mean, Paul Warren's managed 20 or so games now. And like Callum and Rob have both said, you know, that, that mentality's definitely changed. We've lost, I think, just two of those games. I mean, or oh, maybe three if you include the, the Papa John's Trophy games, uh, which we obviously definitely care about. Um, I mean, how, how impressive is that? You know, you lose, what, 10% of the games you've played in, despite the fact that he's not got a team that's his. You know, he, mm -hmm. he's got players that are missing in, in quite a few key positions, you know, not having a, a, an actual left back or an actual right back. It's, I know we were saying before this, we're getting sick of just saying, oh, how impressive everyone is in every week. But it, it is genuinely impressive, isn't it? 
Yeah, it is. And like you say there, I mean, none of the players are his, um, which is absolutely crazy. And again, like Callum said, we've got a makeshift uh, back four. Um, so, yeah, it, it's crazy looking at it. And I think when we were picking up kind of draws, we were going under the radar a bit and we were, you know, we were performing OK, performing well. But you look around that team today. I mean, you know, James Collins came in, um, obviously missed last game. And I thought he was fantastic today. Um, Barkusen obviously comes comes back in from his performance last time out and, and delivers again. So I think whereas before we were looking at a quite a solid team with some individual performances, now we're looking actually at a team um, and it's scary. It, it honestly is scary. I don't know how Paul Warren is going to make decisions on who to start, where all of these you know, round pegs fit in um, to square holes or whatever Callum said a couple of um, episodes <laughs> back that classic that classic line but yeah I mean he's probably looking at that today and thinking right okay yes we do need to bring in some individuals but maybe you know I can put the likes of Rooney in he's, he's super versatile maybe I can put him in um, I think we look really really good um, and I, I tweeted out um, during the game and, and said we've actually made a, a promotion rival look like a non-league team because we absolutely dominated them, honestly. Um, it was obviously like the, the game last week, I think. So, yeah, good good times. And, and like you say there, we want to talk about something different, but we'd rather be talking about uh, how good we are rather than how bad we are. Well, I mean, if you go back to the early episodes of the pods when we're talking about, <laughs> you know, How's Chris Kirshner doing? You know, how's his deal going? I think we'd we'd rather talk about anything but that sort of stuff. So yeah, it is great, isn't it? It is great. And and before we get on to all the goals, because you know, three goals against a, a team that are right up there, I think they're one point behind us or something like that. And we, as Jamie said, made them look really poor today. A player that's been mentioned already, and that's Jake Rooney. Um, you know, he's coming to the side so so well, and he, he just he looks. I wouldn't say a complete player because that's a bit of an exaggeration, but he looks comfortable, doesn't he, Callum? Yeah, he looks beyond his years. Um, he looks in the same ilk. Uh, I wouldn't go same same ilk as Cashin and, and Jason Knight, but obviously, and he's a slightly younger character. But but I'd say the same as Dobbin, um, because Dobbin for me um, has come really into his own over the last few games. And Rooney, every time he's put on a shirt and especially started. Um, has done exactly the same. Um, when you looked, at, I think it was MK Dons. Um, I was really impressed with him away, um, and he did really, really well that game. And today, he's, he's playing in a position that he's not too familiar with. Obviously, he was right back today, um, and I thought he did really, really well. He was driving with the ball forward, um, and I don't know if he has played in, there, in his career there in his youth at Burnley or wherever he was. Um, but um, he looked well-equipped and it's another option for us because we've been always looking and going, who's beyond Corey Smith at right back? I mean, we've got Jake Rooney there. So, um, so no, I've, I've been really, really impressed with him and it'd be interesting to see if we keep him and keep him here or do we send him out on loan and, and let him develop elsewhere? Well, that's the big question. Before we get on to that, um, I didn't even realise comments could appear in this, but I've just seen one come up and it's from Chris Holt. And you might have seen it flash on screen a minute ago. And Chris Holt's but can Jake Barker ever be funny? Probably not. You're right, Chris. You're right. <laughs> Never. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, Rob, as, as Callum's just said about Jake Rooney, 
I mean, it's interesting. Will he go out on loan? I don't think so. I think he's probably got a real good chance of pushing to get in the team because at the minute, I think he's probably ahead of the likes of Davis and the likes of Stearman, probably on versatility alone. Yeah, I think he gets minutes. I was interested in what he said in the interview after when he's kind of alluded to the fact that if he knew that everyone was going to stay fit, he wouldn't necessarily go out in January and buy anyone. And I'm kind of there. I think what he's managed to do with, with the group, he's obviously pulled them together. They're all pulling in the, in the right direction. And you think he could bring someone in who could potentially disrupt that. And obviously, you trust him not to do that, but it's a concern. And you also think with someone like Corey Smith, say he brings it right back in. Again, that puts Rooney down the pecking order. Corey Smith, I don't think, gets into the midfield in that position. It just seems like it's working at the moment. And kind of January is coming up and it's it's just that little bit of a concern. We probably do need to strengthen some positions. But with regards to Jake Rooney and right back, no, I think we've probably got enough cover to, to, to get us over the line in defence. It feels like that. You just never know with injuries, but you can't make a decision based on the fact that we may get two injuries in a position. I think you've got to kind of just go for it and, and hope for the best in that position based on the fact we've got such a good team mentality at the moment and everything's going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. No, no honestly, mate, I, I completely agree. And I think a big part of that as well is is probably the reason why Rooney played it right back today. You know, you, you spoke about Corey Smith. Would he get in Amidfield at the minute? Probably not. But he's doing a great job at right back. But if he did pick up an injury, who's going to fill in? And Rooney's proved today that he's got the ability yeah. to do that. So I think it is looking good. And I think it's a good point. You know, do we necessarily need, and I mean needs to recruit? No, we don't need to recruit, but we should. We definitely should. So, yeah, no, I completely get where you're coming from. And I get where Warren's coming from as well, because I don't think he could be any more impressed or ask for any more of his players since he's come in. And, and Jamie, just to sort of finish off talking about Jake Rooney, I mean, I can't lie. When he came in, I was sceptical for the for the reason that, you know, he's what, Wayne Rooney's cousin. We've brought him in. He was released by Burnley and people all around Burnley were saying he's nowhere near good enough. You know, um, he was playing for the under-23s, which, as we all know, are having a bit of a tough time at the minute and he was struggling there as well. But he's been fantastic, hasn't he? He's been reliable and I was just having a little look. He's actually one of our highest rated players. Obviously, he's only played like three or four games. But if you look at the average rating on who scored and fought more, he's actually right up there. Yeah, I've been I've been really impressed with him. Um, and yeah, like you say, it was almost like, a, you know, Rooney was going and just said, look, if, you, if you're thankful for what I've done while I'm here, give me cousin a, a trial or something like that or give him a squad number. Um, but no, like, like the guys have, have kind of said, I think he's a really good technical footballer. Um, and I think actually he could probably play in many positions. And I think actually what we need to see now is him nailing down a spot on the bench. I don't want him going back to the under-23s. I think if there is uh, an opportunity for him to play, he should be on he should be on the bench ahead of you know the likes of, of Richard Stim. And I think for me, he's in the same bracket as Hayden Roberts, um, you know, for the cover at, cover at kind of left back, um, similar to like he's you know Hayden Roberts is is kind of Sibley's understudy, I guess, at the moment. So, yeah, I want to see him in and around the squad. I think he could be a very good player. And of course, if you've got a fashionable name that can take you uh, to the very top, as we've seen previously. Um, Romeo Beckham got a move to Brentford B, so uh, on his name alone. So. Um, yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? I think it's it's nice to have players that are kind of coming through 
um, that have kind of got that potential because, like you've said there, the under-23s are really struggling. The whole, you know, the whole youth department has been completely, you know, decimated from from what's happened over the last couple of years. So if we can bring in players and, and kind of nurture them and, and bring them through, you know, it's not as, it's not as kind of, um, I suppose, attractive that they haven't been at the club since they were eight or something like that, like the likes of Max Bird, Louis Sibley. But if we can bring people in and develop people, um, you know, it's, it's a real positive. So, yeah, let, let's have them on the bench. Um, I saw your uh, eyes kind of go big <laughs> when I said about Richard Stearman because Richard Stearman is a legend. But, yeah, um, I think he's got to be in and around the squad for me. Yeah, no, no, I, I think you're right. Um, and I mean, with recruiting players in that way, we've seen it with Malcolm Ebioe. You know, he's a huge one. Jaden Bogle as well. Jaden Bogle was what with Barnsley for for years, and and we took him on, and and he ended up being you know brilliant for us. So we've got history with that sort of signing, and let's hope that history repeats itself this time. And there's so many top performers that we could talk about against Barnsley. I mean, Jason Knight was brilliant, capped it off with a goal, first one in a while. You've already mentioned James Collins. He had a great game. You know, the whole defence had a great game. They barely looked worried. You know, they had that chance early on. Apart from that, they did very little. But one player that we need to focus on, and he was brilliant last week, and he's been brilliant again this week, is Tom Barkhausen. And Jamie, it was your idea to put Barkays has arrived. Uh, so I'll come to you first. I mean, he, he really has arrived, hasn't he? You know, he, he he struggled a little bit earlier on in the season. That's three in his last two. He's starting to hit form. He's beating players with ease. I mean, he's looking good, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And I think he's a confidence player. And I said that on previous pods. I think if he gets a goal, he goes on a little bit of a run. You know, whereas before everything was kind of coming off his shin and, you know, coming off his chest, shoulder, wherever it was coming off and, and kind of ricochet in the wrong direction. Now, everything everything he seems to touch is is kind of turning to gold. And it's so nice to be able to see a player in a wide area just kind of stand a player, similar to, you know, Ebi Owe last year, stand a player up and then go, right, I'm taking you on, I'm, I'm going to beat you for pace here, um, which he did on a couple of occasions today. Um, albeit, you know, he has got a bit of luck, got a bit of luck with the deflection last week, got a bit of luck to get in the position today but it does take a bit of confidence to go right I'm going to get my head down and I'm going to have a strike here and I'm get all my you know all the force behind it and uh, I don't think any keeper um, playing in the FA Cup today or, or yesterday maybe saves that so yeah I think he needs to start we need to continue give, giving the ball get him to the byline um, I think the other thing he's got is a he's got a wonderful cross when he gets into those positions so he's not just going to get us goals um, I think he's going to get us assist as well. My bet is back on 50 to one top goal scorer in League One. I think he's on three at the moment. So yeah, stranger things have happened. You just needs a hat trick next time out, and uh, yeah, I'll be getting on the uh, as Vic always says, the Barkhusen hype train. <laughs> well, if he carries on his scoring record from his last two games, he'll end the season with about 50 goals. So yeah, you, you, <laughs> you'll, you'll be right on for that. And, I'll be quitting. <laughs> Callum I think that raises an important point and Jamie said there he needs to start that means we've now got three players in wide areas that are really pushing you know playing well you've obviously got Barquez who scored today you've got Mendes Lang who's obviously the main man and then you've got as well Lewis Dobbin who I think you know he missed yet another sitter today because he seems to be getting quite good at that but everything he does before that's brilliant I mean if you had to pick two of them to start Callum who would you be picking? Um, 
I'm not sure because I think the, the, the combinations can change. Um, I think we've seen, obviously, over the last couple of games, um, all the Barkhausen and, and Dobbin kind of take that sense stage. And we've kind of been using Mendes Lang as almost like a, an impact um, off, off the bench and stuff. Um, but obviously, we know how good Mendes Lang uh, can be. So um, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I think it's nice, though, that uh, with the way we look at it, uh, especially with Paul Warren, and the way we look to play going forward, um, with obviously he's used to playing with wing backs, and the fact that we've got three informed wingers is kind of hindering him going to his usual um, formation, uh, and we're kind of having to stick with the, the four at the back and the wingers because it's working, um, and the and it shows that um, the simple way of playing that Paul Warren likes to do with just getting crosses in and, and just getting as many balls in the box as we can is is kind of been really, really fruitful for the three of them. Um, and Barkhausen, I think, has been absolutely brilliant. And I, and I said, I think it was a, a three or four pods ago, he, he is a Paul Warren player. Uh, he works so hard as, uh, for a winger, especially. He not only going forward, but coming back. Um, and I think Paul Warren has really taken a liking to him. Um, so it's great to see that uh, he's obviously paying that back with uh, good performances. Yeah, yeah, and let's hope it continues. So uh, Jamie gets his, uh, I'd say, well-deserved money, but I don't think it is for that sort of bet. Um, but Rob, um, I'll, I'll put the same question to you because obviously, as, as Callum said, the, the Barkays and Dobbin duo at the minute seem to be doing the business. Uh, would you drop Dobbin, bring Mendes Lang in? Can you drop Barkays in the way he's playing at the minute? What would you do? I think it depends on the opposition. I'd agree with Callum in terms of, I think, having the options is great. And then I think we go to match by match, he can, he can look to change it up. He seems to be a guy, one, I'm talking about now, is he wants the consistency in the team, which I, I kind of like. But at the same time, I think Barkhausen maybe is doing it when we are comfortable in games in terms of an attacking sense. I think when you go and watch him live, what I've been amazed at is his work rate going back as well as going forward. He's just up and down all the games. So he's definitely good in a poor one mould if you like in that sense but where he's really turned on in an attacking sense is teams where we, we seem to have dominated the game quite heavily I think maybe say Bolton away or tougher teams where we're looking to kind of open them up even though he's got that in his bag he's just not seemed to deliver it for some reason it seems to be more games where like I say we've been dominating so I, th I think Mendes Lang's got to be in the team for me when I've seen him he's, he's the one player who really, really looks to be delivering consistently um, his pace is electric but yeah who could take Barkhausen at the team at the minute or Dobbin? It's just one of those, I think, over to Paul Horn, really. I'm <laughs> pleased I'm not picking the team in that sense. Um, you've also got Collins and McGoldrick to, to kind of decipher as well. So there's lots going on, but all good options. And it just comes back to that thing. You bring someone else into that mix and, and you've got another kind of problem there, um, which I, I do think we need to bring cover in for Asula, but it probably is more cover than bringing someone in as a leader, I think, at this point, would be my view. Yeah, I think on that, I think it probably benefit us if we brought in someone completely different to what we had. You know, uh, bringing someone in that's I don't know, rapid or six or eight or something like yeah. that. Bring, bringing someone completely different to what we already have. So yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, and I think what, it's a really good point you've made about how he seems to do better against teams that sit back and try and defend. I think. Barkis is really good where he can run into that space and he can run at a defender and cut the ball back or cut in and have a shot. I think Dobbin's really good in the tight little spaces as well. And then Mendes Lang's mm. a, a really good mould of, of both of them together. 
so yeah, I, I think it will depend on the opposition. I think it's just good that we have the options there. Um, obviously, an injury like we had with Mendes Lang kind of forces us to play in a certain way. But yeah, having three players in in two positions that can or are delivering on a consistent basis, I can only really see as a good thing. And now, Definitely. yeah, and and now onto the big news of the day. Uh, Derby have been drawn against West Ham. Everyone listening will already know this already. We've been drawn against West Ham. Uh, it's going to be played around the weekend of the 28th, 29th, right at the end of January. Uh, who knows what day they'll pick, because I'm sure it will end up being on TV. And, I mean, it's an exciting draw. I'm really excited for it. I can't wait to go and see it, um, hopefully in front of a packed Pride Park. Callum, what's your initial reaction to being drawn against the Premier League team? I think it's a Premier League team that um, it is a, a good test. Um, I think if we had have got like a, another Liverpool draw, and although it's great for a, a neutral that we've got Liverpool away or Liverpool at home or whatever, um, it you kind of look at it and going, well, let's just see if we can just get a result out of it. But the team will probably sit back and, and like I said, hold out as well as they did in the in the Carabao Cup. Um, the fact that we've got a team that's at the moment struggling in the Premier League. Um, and struggling to put consistent um, performances together, I think we can kind of look at it, and that, especially at home, if we, if the big thing is if we open up all four stands, or if we're going to uh, close two of them again. Um, to, if I we doubt have a pack it. Pride I pack. doubt it against my stand. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit different to Barnsley, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but if we have a pack Pride Park, um, and and put, it'd be interesting to see at, at that point in time. Obviously, it will only be what the then the January, a couple of weeks away. Um, that um, if we have a full strength team, whether Paul Warren decides to go for it and go, you know what, we'll we'll put a full strength squad out um, uh, like he did today with a couple of changes. I wouldn't see any reason why we can't compete with ourselves and see if we can get a result. And I think we'll actually um, compete to the level where we put a performance um, where it's a competitive match and we're not just sitting there trying to just counter because I think we're at home where we'll be the home team. We'll put the onus on them and and if we're pressing like we did today, especially with the, the, the third goal, um, then uh, we can cause them some issues. Well, I, I think that's exactly it. And you mentioned there, Callum, that they're a team that are struggling at the minute. You know, they're struggling at the wrong end of the table in the Premier League. They managed uh, a 1-0 win against Brentford, um, who, you know, didn't really play their strongest team either. Uh, Rob, do you think this kind of... this? I think this might actually play into our hands a little bit. You know, a struggling team coming to Pride Park, Derby are banging form. You know, we could lose the next three games and we're still right up there in League One. So we're banging form. We're flying at the minute. We're full of confidence. It can only mean good things, surely, can't it? Yeah, unless they went and won convincingly the next couple of games before they came, they're not going to really fancy coming to us and, and turning us over. They won't They'll be seeing that there's a bit of an upset there, I think. Um I mean, do we think we're any better or worse than last season? I think the team's probably similar. And I think if we've got this fixture last season, it's just the fact we're in a different division that you think, oh, it's a bit more of an upset. I think we probably could easily fancy ourselves at home to, to do something against them, particularly if we went an early goal up because we worked so hard off the ball. Um, yeah, I think we've got a good chance. It's when you get the FA Cup, you either want a winnable tie or you want a home tie that you think you've got a chance in or a glamour tie. And I think we've got one of those. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. Hopefully I can get down and watch it and, Think we've got a good chance of going through yeah yeah I, I think i agree it'll be uh it'll certainly be a, an interesting day to say the least depending on what sort of team they put out and 
Jamie, I mean, we went to the Liverpool game. We went there with no hope, thinking we were going to get smashed about 6-0. We held him to a draw. It was an incredible performance. The atmosphere was brilliant. The question is, can we do it again? Yeah, why not? Um, you know, as as both of these guys have just said, it's uh it's a case that it's a winnable it's a winnable game, I think. You know, it's not Man City coming to, to Pride Park, it's West Ham who are having probably one of their poorest seasons in, in recent years, you know, confidence is gonna be low. And anyone coming to Pride Park, they're in for a they're in for a game. I, I don't I don't care who they are. Um obviously get to see the the best English uh, defensive midfielder um, in the world right now. Just hope that Max Bird is actually playing. Um, <laughs> I knew that was coming then. <laughs> wow. He's <laughs> set it up to it. Yeah, I, I could see you. All... comedian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, it, I, I don't know what it is with Derby. Every time there's a, an FA Cup or, or any kind of draw, I just feel like we're going to get a good tie. I think there's probably other fans out there that are thinking, why is it Derby always getting, you know, the good teams in, in the cup? But yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a really good day. It's nice to have had the away day with Liverpool and now we've got kind of the, you know, the, the home tie. So I have no doubt that we'll, you know, Pride Park will be packed to the rafters. And I think Paul Ward's message will be exactly the same as he, he did against Liverpool. Um, you know, go out there, express yourself enjoy yourself, you've got family watching. These are players that, you know, are, are Premier League players that are playing the World Cup, um, you know, just a matter of matter of months ago or a month ago. Um, so this is the best stage. Go out there and go out there and enjoy it and express yourself. Um, and hopefully, you know, there's not going to, if we win, there's not going to be a late bid tabled for, for any of those players if they, uh, if they perform well. But um, yeah, really looking forward to it. And uh, who knows? Let, let's get this uh, get this next couple of games out of the way, be in a good position in the league and, and really go and attack it, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds good to me. I was just trying to think then of the last time we, we beat a Premier League team at Pride Park in the Cup. I genuinely can't remember. But what I can remember is when George Thorne scored that equaliser against Man United. And I remember the, uh, the atmosphere that day. So, yeah, that, that was certainly a special day. And, and let's hope for... A win. I mean, I wouldn't take a. I wouldn't like a three-one loss. Like I think we had that day, um, but yeah, it'd be good to have that sort of atmosphere again. And a one big final talking point before we finish the episode. Uh, our front three at the minute. You know, Rob's already touched on it. It's a, a really difficult one at the minute. Who starts up front? Um, and it's similar to the question I asked a minute ago. But Callum, if you had to start a front three, so not a front four, a front three, you can't do a cop out answer and say McGoldrick's in midfield. If you had to, if you had to pick a front three for our away game or our home game against Cheltenham, who's it going to be? Um, I would go the um, same one in the last home games, so not today. Um, so I would go McGoldrick, Dobbin, and, and Barkhausen. Um, I think McGoldrick um, as a as a nine, prove that um, when we can put a, a team that are struggling uh, under immense pressure, um, it goes really, really well. And I think um, resting him today um, showed that when we look at going forwards, um, we've got multiple of options um, with James Collins, who I thought did really, really well today. Um, uh, it shows that we can obviously be diverse with it. Um, so, I'm actually interested to see if he, like I said, we've got James Collins, who's our number nine on paper, 
scored today, he should walk back into a league side. Um, but when you've got McGoldrick, who's been rested, and all the wingers, all three of them, uh, are all in good form, um, I would not like to be putting that team sheet out on the uh, on the morning of the game. So, um, so maybe come back to me after the game, and I'll tell you who we had, and then uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> no, that sounds good. That sounds good. Really quick score prediction. Uh, I will go two 0 Derby. Two 0 Derby. And uh, Rob, what do you think? Who's your front three? I think if you're going to front three, purely because we're away from home at a tight ground, it'll be difficult. I'd go for kind of bread and butter Paul Ward players. I'd go Collins down the middle, Mendes Lang out wide on the right and Barkhausen on the left just to get the work rate going and I'd have McGoldrick on off the bench when they're getting a bit tired. I think I'd probably go with that if I was going to front three. But like you say, you could pick any of them really on form and you wouldn't be disappointed. Um, I just expect it to be a bit more of a difficult game there. I think will be a tight pitch well it'll be a totally different thing to what we've been doing at home so the biggest thing is going there and not being complacent which i don't think we've got any worry about with ball one but that's kind of the biggest fear i think if it comes down to quality i think we'll, we'll easily well, easily shouldn't say that should you? i think we'll go <laughs> down, down at one road um so yeah score prediction let's go uh let's say the tire late on and we get a couple more goals i'm gonna go three one derby Good stuff. And we'll concede we finally for the first a goal. time. We yeah. finally concede. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we might concede first, a bit of a test, a bit of a challenge, and then come back and win 3-1. Let's go for that. Good stuff. That'll be uh, an exciting game, I think. And I'll ask Jamie now, but he's gone. He's disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, uh... he's gone into the stress of, uh, of his Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've lost Jamie for the, for the last minutes or so. And I think... Jake, who uh, would you go for then? I was just going to say, I think I think I'd go Mendes Lang, McGoldrick, and Barkazen. Have our three best attackers, the most amount of quality. Cheltenham are struggling at the wrong end of the table. We'll probably end up dominating the game like we do most games. I think we'll need as much quality as possible to open them up. So yeah, that's the the three I'd go for, and they've not done too badly in the last few games that we've played them. So I'm what sure. I'm sure it'll be all right. I'm going to go, I'm going to say 2 0. We'll keep the non. Oh, I'm not going to say it. It's going to be 2 0. Um, and yeah, hopefully <laughs> grab a couple of goals away from home. I know I said it was home a minute ago. I don't know why I said that. A couple of goals away from home, another good result, and hopefully march on to our 17th game unbeaten. And one thing my dad did point out when we were talking about the unbeaten run is that if we want to match that 20th uh, or beat the 20th, our 21st game will be West Ham. So oh. that'll certainly be a uh, an interesting one. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see about that. But right, thank you very much to everyone for listening. Uh, it really enjoyed it. Jamie didn't enjoy it. That's why he's run off. Um, but no, we really enjoyed it. It's been really good fun, and we hope you guys have enjoyed it too. And lads, thank you very much for coming on. No pleasure, Jake. Appreciate good stuff. it. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having us on. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.